Hello and welcome back to a very special edition of the Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me, Drew Hollins-Roberts. And me, George Thomas. And for the first time ever, a returning guest, now temporary co-host. Yes, it's me, Owen Quilter. I'm back. Owen is back. (laughs) Back by popular demand, uh, which is me and George. Uh, We have requested Owen to return for this very special Christmas episode, which will be a little bit different than the usual podcast. We know Owen's very good with obscure, uh, off-the-wall choices. We thought this would be the perfect episode to bring him back in. Yeah, so Owen, do you want to explain what we're doing here? Christmas is coming up, and uh, we've decided to go for a collaborated Nostalgia FC podcast, Christmas 11. So it's based on all the, the best Christmas films. We'll be taking characters from that and putting them into a football team. Yeah, so you thought there were some obscure choices on other podcasts. You have not seen anything yet. This yeah. is going to be the most left field, obscure choice team we've had so far. As Owen said, it is all based mostly on Christmas films with a few curveballs thrown in there. But we have worked together on this one to bring you a very Merry Christmas podcast. So without further ado, this is our Christmas 11. Uh, we're going to start off with our formation. Now, there was only one formation we could possibly go for in this scenario uh, that encompasses the Christmas spirit. What is it, Owen? It's uh, four three two one. It's affectionately known as the Christmas tree formation. So anyone who doesn't understand why, if you just sort of draw out a four three two one formation on a sheet of paper, looks like a Christmas tree, especially with the keeper at the bottom is the little, the little stand. Very Christmassy start, just what we wanted. We've got the formation, and we are now ready to move on to our first player in this Christmas eleven. It only seems right that our resident goalkeeper gives us the goalkeeper. In goal, after it was, it, to be fair, no deliberation at all. We all sort of agreed straight away on the goalkeeper, and we've gone for Buddy the Elf from yeah. the film Elf. Yeah, I don't think I think this was the the one that was like surefire in all of our heads. <laughs> I'll be totally honest, I did have him up front to begin with, but oh. I acknowledge the reasoning you two gave and I've now backed it fully. <laughs> I completely understand why Buddy the Elf would make a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah, so if anyone's seen the film Elf, it's for one scene really in particular, which is the snowball fight scene. The speed in which his hands move and how quick he is and hand-eye coordination is insane. Yeah, I googled this just to see if anyone had <laughs> taken the time to figure this out. And they did. So, the last snowball that he throws, he throws at the kid who's miles away, and it hits him square in the back of the head and knocks him over. So somebody has worked out, with some weird formula, which I didn't understand, how fast he would have to throw that ball to have that effect on that child. <laughs> so, Bird of the Elf threw that snowball 237 miles per hour. Oh my God. That would kill him. <laughs> can you imagine that? If you're a winger waiting for the ball and your keeper can throw it 237 miles per hour, you'd be in on goal straight away. Route one football. <laughs> Surely that would kill him, though. Well, apparently not. <laughs> it's on the internet. It must be true. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I also want to know how many snowballs he actually threw in that fight. I think it's somewhere around the 35 mark. Was that it? I thought that it was. sounds like just you've made that up. <laughs> Yes. Another <laughs> <laughs> thing about Buddy that we've not discussed is he's a big presence. He's going to be loud in the box because him, scream, him screaming that he knows Santa 
Yeah, that's uh, true. The whole, the whole shop hears that. And... and the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Exactly. Good reference. Peter Schmeichel-esque, the big, the big noisy guy at the back. Yeah, he's definitely got command of that box. No one, everyone will hear him coming when he's coming for the ball. Also, he's massive. Yeah, Will yeah. Ferrell's like 6'4", isn't he? Yeah, he's a pretty tall guy. And then I, I know in the film he made, look, made to look taller because he is around regular-sized elves. So he looks a bit out of place. But even when he's in New York, he looks pretty big. So I think as well, one thing I've written down about Buddy the Elf being our goalkeeper, if throughout that film, he takes a beating. He gets attacked by a raccoon. He gets hit by a cab. He gets tackled <laughs> by a North Pole elf. He gets scrapping with the... Hey, uh, hey, it's not a North Pole Central elf. Park. Sorry, no, he's not a North Pole elf. But yeah, he can take a beating. And I think for a keeper, that's a very good trait to have because he'll put his body on the line. He won't, he won't shy away from challenges. He'll throw himself onto the ball. He'll get beaten, take it, stand back up again, no problem. Throw the ball out at 237 miles per hour. Bang. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I won't argue with it. It's a great choice. Great choice to start off this team. Because we've got Buddy in goal, and I'm also the goalkeeper for our side, I've decided to, to don the elf hat for this. I know it's yeah. still an audio format, but... Uh, we'll, we'll have a screenshot of, uh, of this, because we're all looking quite Christmassy. So we'll have a yeah, screenshot and, of this. And you look absolutely ridiculous, so we'll definitely put that on. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> the next choice, we've moved on to the right back of our 4-3-2-1 formation. The right back for this team is going to be the Grinch. Now, we've moved from one person full of Christmas spirit to the complete opposite with the Grinch, but it's still a Christmas film, and he gets there in the end. But the reason we put Grinch at right back, he's tall. He's very strong. We all saw that when he was pulling the sleigh at the top of the mountain with Cindy Lou at the top of it. He's a bit mean. He's got a mean streak, so he'll put a challenge in. He won't be afraid to break some ankles. And a very large part of the film, he's sneaking around. So he can sneak behind the back, make an overlapping run past the uh, midfield, sneak in behind, get the balls in. So yeah, the Grinch, right One back. of the main ones he would steal the football like he steals Christmas. Bang. Yes. There you go. Literally thought of that right now. I didn't have that written down <laughs> before. <laughs> so yeah, the Grinch, obviously, again, a very tall man, um, played by Jim Carrey, who I think is quite tall also. Yeah, I believe so. And yeah. in the film, again, I think the Who's are quite small, but uh, he is a towering presence, which you don't see much at right back nowadays. There's not a lot of super tall right backs. A lot of right-backs are now converted wingers. There's Dan yeah. Burney plays for Brighton, but he's a left-back, isn't he? Not a right-back. And he's, and he's like, massive. He's like 6'8". He is <laughs> tall, isn't he? There you go. Well, the Grinch is there. He can get up as well. He, he's got a good leap on him. He's a perfect choice for a right-back in this team. Yeah. yeah. Going back to George's dad's podcast, uh, he's, he's a green Tommy Smith, isn't he? A green Tommy <laughs> Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets past the Grinch. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll uh, we'll move we'll move across our defence. Possibly, I think it was one of the last people we put into this team. And um, there's going to be some deliberation whether he is a Christmas character, but I fully believe he is. It's well, Jack got... Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it's got it in the title. That's good enough for me. I know. Yeah. I just th- there's that there's that argument whether he's a Halloween character because he's from Halloween Town, but yeah, it's a Christmas I guess... film. He, yeah, exactly. He is a Halloween character, but like you said, he's in a Christmas film. Yeah. And he gets there in the end as well. He's done yeah, the red exactly. suit. Yeah, exactly. Looks pretty good in that red suit as well. Better than Santa, some might say. There's George's hot or not section. Christmas <laughs> edition. Um, 
Yeah, uh, one of the main reasons uh, we have him at the back is because of his limbs. Now, anyone with long limbs like that can tackle tackle anyone for days. You think you're past him, and his leg comes out of nowhere, takes that ball off you. Yeah, he's also terrifying at the back. Yeah, that's true. You're a scary presence in the centre back there. I think a good comparison would be to Thiago Silva because he's got long legs, he's pacey, and he's got a mean streak. Now, Jack mm. Skellington gets there in the end. You know, Christmas spirit. It's a Christmas film, so obviously it has to end positively. But he does hatch evil plans, and he does try and kidnap. I think he does kidnap Santa, or tells people to anyway. So he is the perfect sort of mean centre back who's in the box, throwing a few elbows in when the ref's not looking. I don't think VAR would be his friend, but it's Christmas, so uh, VAR is banned. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because no one likes VAR. <laughs> Very un-Christmassy VAR. <laughs> Gives you something and takes it away. Direct opposite of Christmas. Yeah. Can I put in a, an honourable mention there? In the same vein as Jack Skellington, I had Krampus as a centre-back. No, no one's going to want to go past Krampus. They'll just get, just get murdered straight away. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why we sort of went for Jack Skellington over Krampus, because as much as we'd like the defender to be a bit mean, to murder the opposition is probably <laughs> a step too far. Yeah, probably. I think I think you don't even need VAR for that. I think the ref would the ref would probably clock onto that. Well, the ref would be dead. He just <laughs> fair. <laughs> okay, so to partner Jack Skellington, the very lanky, tall centre back that he is, we've gone for a slightly smaller centre back, a bit more long in the tooth. He's a bit of a a mean character again. So we've gone for quite a mean backline so far. Not very forgiving. And this edition is Ebenezer Scrooge. Now, Ebenezer Scrooge, a bit of an elder statesman, obviously a bit old. Uh, but we put him in there because he doesn't give anything away. He is controlling and he doesn't make any emotional decisions. We're talking about Scrooge pre-ghosts. Yeah. We're talking about yeah, Scrooge before the film the story. he's just a mean old man. Doesn't give anything away. No emotions. So that's a perfect partner for a sweeper like Jack Skellington. Yeah. Yeah, there's no arguments there. Would he would he go into your team if it was after the ghosts and after the story? Oh no, no, he's a, he's a little bitch then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's pre ghosts, yeah. yeah okay, I agree with that. Be. If it's not pre ghost, then it's just a nice old man who wants to give everything away. He'd just be passing the ball to the opposition. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there you Fetch go. Me a turkey. Have a Merry Christmas. I originally had him in midfield. I likened him to Javier Mascherano as he's you know, he's not not the tall. He's not going to be the tallest centre back. We're moving him back there, but he's still. He's not going to give the ball away, like you said. And he's grumpy. And he's yeah. grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> Mashrani was very grumpy. I'll give you that. <laughs> so yeah, so far, apart from obviously Buddy the Elf, we've got a very very mean back line. I was going to say Buddy. Buddy's pretty lonely back there, isn't he? Yeah, but don't worry, Owen. Tell him why. Yeah. Because at left back, we've got. And I believe this is, at time of recording, a Nostalgia FC first. It's the first female player to go into a team. Yes, it is. At left back, we have Mrs. Motivator, Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou Who. From How the Grinch Stole Christmas. She's going to be in there. She's going to, like she does in the film, she motivates the whole town to come together and work as a team to save Christmas. And at left back, she's going to be there. She's going to motivate the rest of the team around to pull together and work. Yeah. Also, she is the only one that managed to sneak up to the Grinch's house 
or cave, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So, so obviously she's got motivation, got drive to go the extra mile. And also she can sneak in behind the back line. So very similar to the Grinch, actually. They're almost I like only just realized we've got a tandem on both wings of yeah. the Grinch yeah. and Cindy Lou. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping them apart just in case. <laughs> yeah, but they're pals. They're pals. They are, no, so yeah. It's like it's like Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. Two it's great pals, but they're yeah. always competing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that comparison. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there you go. That's that was unintentional as well. Robbo is definitely the Grinch. Uh, yeah, probably. But for, this, <laughs> oh, for purposes of this, they're on the different wings, so he's, uh, he's left back today. <laughs> so... Moving on to midfield. Now, we're going to go with the sort of holding defensive midfielder. And this is going to be our captain. And seeing as I said that, most people are probably going to guess who it is. It is Santa Claus. Now, ho, ho, ho. the reason for it being Santa Claus is, we all know Santa Claus is very good at distribution. So as soon as he gets that ball, he's putting it in all directions. He's giving it out to everyone because he's good at distributing presents. He's good at distributing the ball. Also, he can cover the whole pitch in one night just like he covers the whole world in one night at Christmas. Mic drop. Bang. That is a perfect place for old Santa. I've made a comparison between him, not stature-wise, because obviously Santa's quite rotund. <laughs> uh, I've gone for Angolo Kante. Yep. Yeah. Because he's always there. They say 71% of the world is covered by water. The other 19% is covered by Angolo Kante. In this instance, it is covered by Santa Claus. In fact... The whole world is covered by Santa Claus, as George made reference to. So, yeah, I, I mean, think he's the perfect comparison to Angolo. I mean, you've, only, you've only got to 90% there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, All right, well, let's try that and do it again. The other 10% is covered by land. I don't know. By my <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> yeah, maths. Quick maths. <laughs> Dear Santa, please get me a calculator for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go ahead and say Santa should be our, our set-piece taker because of that wicked delivery. Corners, free kicks into the box. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of reasons you could put Santa on. Yeah. To Fair finish enough. off his comparison with uh, good old Angolo, everybody loves Angolo Kante. Everybody. The yeah, heartwarming all... scenes at the yeah. World Cup when they sing his little song, it's lovely. And that is what Santa is like. You know, everyone loves Santa. Yeah. Maybe not everyone. If you don't, well, bar humbug, stop yeah. listening to this podcast. Well, you know, he's got Scrooge, Grinch, and Jack Skellington behind him. One kidnapped him, and the other two don't like him. But, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the think thing is, through, did we? the rest of the team will make up for that, that lack of communication between them. <laughs> but Buddy, Buddy behind that back line absolutely adores him. So there you go. Exactly, yeah. and he'll bite, when he's throwing the ball out at 237 miles per hour, Santa's the only one with a big enough belly to be able to take that impact and put <laughs> the ball on. Yeah, it's all muscled underneath that. It's not fat. Everyone jacked. thinks it's fat. <laughs> yeah, if you go for the Santa from Arthur Christmas, he is jacked in that film, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what film? Before we get bogged down, Drew, who's our next midfielder? So our next midfielder is in there for a reason which probably isn't very preferable on a football field, <laughs> but the rec- it's all about the recovery. Our second central midfielder is Kate McAllister. Now, you may recognize the name and think, who's Kate McAllister? Kate McAllister is Kevin McAllister's mum from Home Alone. Now, obviously, at the start of the film, she makes quite a grave error and leaves her son home alone. Um, but, you know, if she didn't do that, then there wouldn't be a film. So you got to... It's an easy off. mistake to make. Yeah, I mean, he's annoying anyway. 
Yeah. So the reason she's in this team is because even if she makes a mistake, which she does frequently, she <laughs> will do everything in her power to correct that mistake, which is a perfect thing for a midfielder. Maybe not the mistake element, but <laughs> she's always, always trying her hardest to make up for that mistake. She's getting on buses with random blokes. She's trying to argue with people in the airport. Her and John Candy are knocking around in a van, whatever they do. But yeah, Kate McAllister does, makes mistakes, but then makes up for them better than anyone else I've ever seen. She gets home slightly after the fact that the two robbers tried to get her son, but she got there in the end. <laughs> Spoilers for anyone who's not seen Home Alone, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, sorry. if you've not seen Home Alone, but to be honest, though, to be honest, I was about to say if you've not seen Home Alone by now, it's all fair game. But I've never seen Home Alone. I know what? the story. I know. I know the story, <laughs> and I know what happens in it. Okay, but I've never seen a, Home Alone. We're going to take a short break there while George goes and watches Home Alone. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> you just blow my mind. How have you never seen Home Alone? I know it got to it got to a point two years ago. I I said it to someone, and they were like massively shocked. And I've still, I don't know how I've still not seen it, but maybe this is the year. It's on Disney Plus, get on it. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Is that the one Donald Trump's in or is he in the second one? He's in the second one. Second one any good? Yeah. Well, if you've seen the first one, you've seen the second one. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> is, it, is it the same thing? Yeah, people make a lot of noise about Donald Trump being in it. He's in it for about two, two minutes. If that. Okay. Going on to our third central midfielder. Yeah, Donald, we'll move on. on before George gets an angry mob outside of his house. We'll move on to the third central midfielder. And it's Donald Trump from Home Alone 2. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going right the way back to uh, White Christmas, a 1954 classic Christmas film. And we're going with Bing Crosby's character, Bob Wallace, in central midfield. And we're going for it more because of the actor that played him. Bing Crosby was a singer, a dancer, an actor. He could do everything. He's fought in the war as well. So he's, you know, he's a tough guy. So the all-rounder on the pitch, that's who Bob's going to be. I liken him to uh, Luka Modric. So he can get back and defend. He can get forward, play the key passes, score some worldies. He's got it all. Yeah, very popular as well, as is Luka Modric, which is a good comparison. I think he'll link up nicely with the two other central midfielders, one the distributor, one the getting back to stop everything. One one correcting her own mistakes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll just stretch out that she's going to cover everyone's mistakes. Let's go for that. Okay, okay. There you go. (laughs) And then uh, Bob Wallace can be our box-to-box midfielder, do what he wants, a bit of free roaming, like Luka Modric is in most sides. Good comparison. Love it. Yeah, fair enough. Another Christmas film I haven't seen, though. <laughs> I need to get on my Christmas film watching. You're getting cancelled on this podcast. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, you can take my place. George gets sacked on nearly every episode of this so far. It seems to be a recurring thing. I got kicked out of my house on one of them. I'm actually doing this from the street. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, right. Moving on to our two attacking midfielders in the side. The first one we're going with is from... Pretty old film. Is it 1940s, 1930s? 1946. Ah, there you go. Fair play, Owen. Done his research. It's George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Now, reasoning behind this is, as we see in the film, he is the glue that brings that town together. When when he sees what uh, life would be like without him in the town, it pretty much falls apart. Same with this team. If he wasn't in this team, it would fall apart. 
There you go. It's like George with this podcast. I always threaten to kick him out, but I know I can't because if I do, it'll all fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, you're getting sacked. Uh, yeah, so George Bailey, great choice. I think he's um, one of them that can bring anyone from any ilk together, So, which we're going to need in this team because we've got at least three <laughs> people that hate Santa and yep. Santa, which obviously <laughs> might be a conflict there. So you need someone in there to uh, stop them from fighting. We don't want any infighting from the teammates. Which you could argue the case then for him being captain, but you can't really take captaincy away from Santa. No, making vice-captain. Doing some research, uh, George Bailey was played by the fantastic actor James Stewart. Yeah, and we can build the team around him. As James Stewart's acting career spanned over six decades, well, he's like a Ronaldo. There yeah, you go. He start, started acting in 1935 and finished just before he died in 1991. Well, fair play. <laughs> that also the- makes him as old as some of the players that Glynn chose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one centre attacking midfielder. Now we're going to go for the other. Now, the width in this team has mainly been provided for, by the, the fullbacks in the Grinch and Cindy Lou. So the attacking midfielders sort of have free roam at the top of the pitch there. As we said, George Bailey is sort of the glue that holds everyone together. So the other attacking midfielder is going to have a lot of freedom to run around and do what he wants. So this attacking midfielder is Kevin McAllister, which is perfect because then his mum can track back and cover his mistakes when he makes a mistake. Now, his, Kevin's mum can always keep an eye on him as well. Yeah. I fought for Kevin McAllister to be in this position, and here's why. Kevin McAllister is very crafty. He's wily. He's nippy. He's got a bit of pace behind him. I know he's only running away from two old men, but he's still, <laughs> still got a bit of nip to him. And he won't back down against big players. So, you know, when he's getting taken on by the wet bandits, he's, he's not backing down. He's only nine years old, but he's not backing down. He's fighting them. He's throwing paint cans at him. He's doing loads of random stuff. <laughs> Bit of a chaotic mind. So you need a sort of player to compare him to. I've gone for David Silver. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, I think as well, uh, Drew was saying he fought, he fought for Kevin McAllister to be here. It's because I think both me and Owen originally had him at the back just because, obviously, defence-wise, he defends his house against the two robbers. But we both conceded to Drew because he made a very good argument for it. <laughs> and I will continue said argument now. Here we go. <laughs> so we're this team, you know, not, not a lot of creativity in what we've picked so far, or not that we've described anyway. There might be, but we haven't described it. <laughs> so Kevin McAllister needs to be that creative presence. Now, you know he's creative because he makes the mannequins dance around in the, in the window to make it look like there's people in the house. He makes all these traps. And also, he would be the perfect person to unlock a defence. Because he's coming up with all these crafty ideas, all these sort of things that no one else thinks of. He's thinking of them. He's trying to break down that defence. He's trying to get in behind. He is the perfect central attacking midfielder, much like little David Silver. <laughs> the comparison, to be fair, is a lot because they're both tiny, but <laughs> it works for me. Fair. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming it's Kevin McAllister when he was that age, because now he's like six foot something isn't he yeah yeah no not not the uh 40 year old macaulay culkin no <laughs> shouts out to macaulay if you're listening big up we've got got the meat and potatoes of the team don't think i would have ever said that uh that term but oh well yeah, at least say uh, uh, make it Christmassy. we've got the mince pies and roast potatoes of the, the team. turkey and stuffing the of the team <laughs> <laughs> we've got the pigs now let's get the blankets 
He sounded like um, Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got the rest of the team. Owen, do you want to give us our striker? Yeah, let's move on to the striker. And it was, um, it's again another, another debatable Christmas film, but it's definitely a Christmas film. And uh, I'll argue that this is a Christmas film to the day I die. I will die on this hill. So up front, we've got John McClane from the Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> the reason uh, the reason Owen's so passionate about that as well is I believe his dad, Mark Quilter, does not believe this is a Christmas film. He does not believe it is a Christmas film at all. Um, I tried to explain to him that the plot of the first Die Hard film would not happen if it wasn't Christmas. <laughs> there would be no Christmas party, which means no one would try and take the building and he wouldn't have even gone to LA in the first place. There you go. I mean, yeah. I, I, I agree that it's a Christmas film. I mean, you, you can have parties all, all the time around the year. Yeah, but I suppose as well, they, they do make reference to the fact that it is Christmas Eve, so it's not... Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. as much as that I need for it to be a Christmas film. It's not Christmas Eve. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've gone for him. He's, he's one. One. The obvious one is he's going to be good at shooting. Wee. Yeah, hard. He is, he's the... Uh, <laughs> he's also a bit like Diego Costa. He's going to be aggressive. He's not afraid to front up to other players. He's going to get involved. Again, VAR is not going to be his friend. With the sneaking through the vents, like I think we've said before, sneaking through the vents, he's going to be able to, to sneak past defences with ease. Yeah, he's getting in behind the line of defence, then he's attacking. He's, got, he's always got a secret weapon in his arsenal, mainly the gun taped to his back. But <laughs> he's always got a secret weapon to pull out. Maybe it's like a cheeky half volley. Maybe it's an overhead kick. Who knows? He's agile. You know, he's, he's a good level of fitness. He's moving for the majority of the film. He's driven. <laughs> Doesn't stop till he gets results. He's Diego Costa. He's Luis Suarez, that sort of vibe. Yeah. He's a mean man. He's going to put it in. He's going to score goals. I mean, I mean <laughs> like Owen said, it's just because he's good at shooting, isn't it? <laughs> it's the yeah, best that's, the main, that's it. the main thing. We had to beef it out so it didn't look so simple on us. Yeah. <laughs> the vision I've now got in my head, which is fantastic. Buddy the Elf throwing the ball 237 miles per hour at Santa. Santa chests it down without dying. Also, he's magic, so that helps. Yeah. Then he sprays it out to the left, where Cindy Lou Who has made a dart in running behind. <laughs> and Cindy Lou Who is crossing it across the box for John, McC- John McLean to run full pelt and just smash it in. I reckon it's a diving header. <laughs> diving header, there you go. Look at Bruce Willis. He's diving head in that all day. Yeah, that's true. He's got the perfect head to bounce the ball off. Although he did have hair in Die Hard. I I was going to say, is that because he's bald? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Fair enough. It's like that old uh, Czech striker, Jan Koller. He was great at heading, but mostly because he was bald. (laughs) So his head didn't impact. I don't think he ever headed it with his forehead. It was just off the top of his head. (laughs) Like some sort of dolphin. Yeah. Not that he was seven foot tall, it was because he was bald. Yeah, yeah, that was the main thing. Everyone <laughs> overlooks that bit. Crucial piece of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we should move on to the substitute. Yes, we should. Super sub. And that's where I come in. Right, yeah. So, Drew, we're uh, we're one nil down against the Easter Bunnies team. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't... <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah, exactly. So, we're one nil down against him. They're our biggest rivals. This team isn't quite doing it. Santa's distribution isn't quite there tonight. Who are you bringing on? Well, we're going to make a swap in the midfield. We're not going to go for a striker change because, as we said, no one's better at shooting than John McClane. So, 
we're bringing in Howard from Jingle All the Way. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen Jingle All the Way, you need to watch it because it's a great film. But it's Howard is played seen. by Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, obviously, he's absolutely massive. And, again, if you've watched the film Jingle All the Way, he's pretty much running the whole film. He's running. He's scrapping. He's not stopping till he gets what he wants. So that's the perfect player to bring off the bench. Everyone's getting a bit leggy, second half. Easter Bunny's thinking, ah, we've got this game in the bag. They're looking a bit leggy. You bring on Arnie. He's there. He's taking people out. He's fighting people on the pitch. He's running nonstop. He's shouting in that crazy Austrian accent he's got. Perfect <laughs> substitute. <laughs> he's actually going to come on dressed as Turbo Man from the film Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the constantly running is the one that, that that I would I would go for. He's not gonna he's not gonna stop, is he? No. And also, if someone the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger just comes on as a sub, you are absolutely bricking it. Oh yeah, you go up for a header with him, and then you end up planted into the ground, <laughs> six feet under. Oh wait, no, that was dark. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There you go. Except much taller. So there's our team. A very Christmassy themed eleven there. Plus that massive super sub. A lot of uh, Christmas cheer in there. Or not, as the case may be in certain not circumstances. Not in the defence, yeah. yeah. But that's what you want from a defence. You don't want them to be happy. You want them to be mean. Yeah. You want them to be hating the, the people they're playing. They hate the Easter Bunny. <laughs> so we'll take a short break here. And then we will get back into it with the manager, the stadium and the kit. Okay, we're back. George, who yes. is the manager of this Christmas 11? Right, so obviously this 11, uh, you would normally have, you'd normally think Santa would probably be manager of a Christmas 11, but seeing as he's in the team, and I'm not going to have a player manager in this team, and he's captain, we are going to go with the ghost of Christmas future. Now, I don't actually think there needs to be much of an explanation. I'm still going to give one, but... Ghost of Christmas Future is going to know what the other side is doing before they even know what they're doing. And uh, as Drew, I think, mentioned before we even started this podcast, on the sideline, if you've got the Grim Reaper standing there, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, pretty intimidating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes along with the, um, the mean theme of this. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. We've got the Grim Reaper on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, um, he can read the game better than anyone because, you know, he can see into the future and see what's going to happen. So he can read that and change his game accordingly. Yeah, definitely. And he's also very good at helping people change their ways as he does yeah. with Scrooge. He's the last one. Yeah. He's he got, helps. he's got a link to Scrooge as well. Yeah. There you go. The he helps Scrooge out a lot in that film. He's the last one. He's sort of like the kicker that goes, all right, I'll, uh, I'll change my ways. <laughs> so if not for him, this team would be nothing. So we need that kind of Mr. Motivator on the sideline, showing them how they should perform. The comparison, partly because he's dressed in all black and partly because he's a mean bloke that has a bit of a wild side, it's Diego Simeone. Diego Simeone is the Grim Reaper, is the ghost of Christmas future. Just outed yeah. Diego Simeone as a serial killer. <laughs> Merry Christmas, kids. Wait, Diego's coming. Wait, what? <laughs> Moving swiftly on from manager. Uh, are we going to go stadium or kit next? We'll go stadium. So the stadium was sort of the one that we struggled with a little bit. We were clutching at straws trying to change the names of stadiums to make them Christmassy. But then, Owen stumbled across 
FC Santa Claus, uh, a team based out in Finland, very close to Lapland. Uh, and their stadium is called the Rovaniemi Football Stadium, which is just because that's where it is. And we've simply put this stadium because their, t- their team name is FC Santa Claus. And you don't get much more Christmassy than that. I think it's like the closest stadium to the North Pole, so home games are... There you go. So, it's going to be chilly. Not a very nice place to come. The Easter Bunny's going to hate it. So yeah, it's going to uh, raise the age-old question, can they do it on a cold, snowy night in Rovaniemi? <laughs> I don't uh, think Messi can. I, I don't know. I don't know. He can't. I, Kevin McAllister can. Kevin McAllister can. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. <laughs> Owen, please, please uh, tell us what kit we're going to be playing him. Right. So I was going to cop out and say um, FC Santa Claus's kit because it's their FC Santa Claus. But I went a bit, a bit more... Uh, I did a bit more research into it and I was looking at, you know, the Christmas colours. So you've got your red and your white and a lot of other Christmas things before Coca-Cola took over, Santa Claus wore green. So I went and I looked at those, see if I could get those three colours in. And I managed to find, I had to go right back to the uh, the Glyn Thomas era of football. <laughs> it's the 1968 to 1973 Fluminese home kit. And it is lovely, might we say. We will post yeah. a picture of this after this podcast comes out. But it is, essentially, red, green and white stripes. And it looks extremely Christmassy. It does. It's like an elf candy cane t-shirt. That's exactly what it's like. It's quite an explosion on your senses. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like sensory overload if you were to look at that kit. Especially if you're trying to watch a ball fly 237 miles out from the goalkeeper. <laughs> and then you see a flashes of all those colours. You wouldn't know where you were. It's it's funny as well to imagine Santa in this kit. <laughs> yeah, he's getting the uh, Very quadruple XL fitting. for that one. <laughs> yeah, unless it's Jack Santa, then he might fit in it. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. in which case it would be too small for him. He just bust out of it, <laughs> like the Hulk. <laughs> so there's our team. Very Christmassy. Starting eleven. Super sub. Kit. Stadium manager. All in the bag. How do we think this team would get on in the Premier League? First of all, who are we taking out of the Premier League? Fulham, get out. <laughs> nice. But, sorry, Fulham. I've got nothing against you. You're just boring. Maybe I do. So, how are we getting on? How are we, how are we doing in the Premier League with this team? Well, I reckon... I mean, I want to say we win it. But, um, well, this year I think we'd win it. Everyone seems to be dropping points left, right and centre. It's true. Um, we can push top four, I reckon. Yeah, I think we're getting Champions League. Yeah. I think if you compare our defence to a lot of defences in the Premier League, it's quite sturdy. Yeah. A lot I mean. of defenders in the Premier League now have gone a bit soft. They're not they're like trying to play it out from the back. This defence is not doing that. Jack so. Skellington and Ebenezer Scrooge are not passing it across the back. I feel Yeah. <laughs> Look I, feel at pers- I feel personally attacked by all this. Is this <laughs> Because this no. is what United do, and they lose the ball like every time. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to take it that way, then that's just uh, no. That's okay. on you. <laughs> Wasn't sure. Okay. I mean, looking at it, we've got a lot. Of, it's um, it's a team that reminds me of David Moyes' Everton when they were doing really well. So we've got like all the hard men and the grafters and the hard workers, and then just a few creative players up front that 
do all the work. Yeah. So, you know, we could push top four European stuff, but I don't think we're, gonna, we're not going to win the league. I'm almost certain as well. I think we actually only have, unless I'm wrong here, two creative players and one of them is the keeper. <laughs> We've got Kevin McAllister, who's pretty creative. Santa has the elves do all his creativeness for him. Well, yeah. I think I think realistically, Santa is a creative spark. You know, he's the right. one that's dishing the ball out. He's sort of like yeah. a Tiago in that sense. Yeah, the ball out from the center circle. Kevin McAllister, he's very creative. And then you've got Bob Wallace, who's doing all of it, and George Bailey, who's gluing it all together. So I think you've got enough creativity in there. And as we said. Give the ball to John McLean anywhere around the defence and he's, he's shooting it. Yeah. He'll shoot anything that moves. <laughs> Merry Christmas, kids. <laughs> uh, it's not a kid's Christmas film, is it? No, um, that's true. I don't know how this defence would get on against a counter-attacking side, so like Liverpool. I think the, uh, the front three, four of Liverpool would have a field day with that defence, but... At the same time, I suppose the midfielders tracking back. Well, I midfielder, you've, I guess you've not got you've not got much speed in the defence as well. I'd say Jack Skellington to me would be quick. Yeah, but I'm only thinking big long legs and just stride stride back. Yeah, Grinch has got a bit of pace on him. Cindy Lou, she's got a bit of pace. Yeah, youth, youth in the side, Cindy Lou. Youthful exuberance of <laughs> Cindy Lou who and Kevin McAllister mixed with the old guard of Scrooge and Santa. So. We've obviously spoken about buddies as well, uh, spoken about his distribution from uh, backing goal and how quick he can throw a snowball, so how quick he can throw a football. Is he actually stopping goals going in? Yeah, because he, he, he dives a lot in that film. He gets around. <laughs> like I said yeah, before, he puts his body enough. on the line. He won't be afraid yeah. to get hit with a ball. Or a raccoon. He spent his whole life getting hit by a snowball, so he's used to getting hit by a ball. <laughs> you actually see him... This is actually the perfect thing. You see him on that last snowball throw where he dives and throws yeah, it. Yeah, it's that slow motion dive in it. That's what he'll do. He'll catch it, and because it's Christmas and it's all magical, he'll catch the ball, and then before he even hits the floor, he's thrown it out again. <laughs> it's a Christmas magic. That's what we've got going for us. That's what we've not talked about. The Christmas spirit yeah. within this team will take us over the top. <laughs> I also think our, uh, our uh, fan base will get behind us and help this team out. So it'll just be the elves in the crowd. Oh, yeah. 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 Hundreds of elves. Hundreds Massive of them. crowds. In that one stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't point this out when we said about the stadium. The uh, Roma, the Rovaniemi Stadium actually only has one stand and the other three sides of the pitch are exposed. So uh, we wouldn't have a very large turnout, which would be perfectly <laughs> in the current situation, actually, because yeah. we wouldn't be allowed to fill the stadium anyway. Also, um, our home stadium is... It's in the North Pole. The weather's not going to be great. Teams are going to hate going there. We can have a fortress. Yeah, with a new Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> and with no stands there, you know, the cold air really gets in as well. Yeah. And we've got a very, very like pragmatic manager. He's always planning ahead. Always. He sees what's coming. He's probably got spies out there, a bit like Mar- Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> Marcelo Bielsa is an agent of the Ghost of Christmas Future. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, also, right, well. Also, the team, the team are going to arrive on, the, on Santa's sleigh with the, the reindeer pulling them in. And, oh, uh, yeah. If that's not a, 
terrifying to any tit. It's not terrifying, is it? The sleigh's quite a happy thing. <laughs> what am I on about? Your Christmas must have been pretty horrible as a kid. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we uh, we reckon we're getting top four. Yeah, I think we've got enough in the in the team there. Good mix. Top four. Only having one reasonable. sub isn't going to help us, but you know. Ah, that's all right. <laughs> he, he's big enough to cover all the positions. <laughs> so uh, let's wrap up this team. Wayo. Like a present. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so in goal, we have Buddy the Elf. At right back, we have the Grinch. The two centre backs are Scrooge and Jack Skellington. And the left back is Cindy Lou Who. Going across the midfield, we've got Bob Wallace from White Christmas. We've got Santa Claus in the centre of the park. And then on the other side of the three, we have Kate McAllister of Home Alone. Yep. And then our two attacking midfielders are the deadly duo of Kevin McAllister and George Bailey. And then up front, we have John McLean. Yes. Now, this team will all be managed by... The ghost of Christmas future, for obvious reasons. They will play their home games at Rovaniemi's Football Stadium, which is the home of FC Santa Claus. And they'll be wearing the Fluminese kit from 1968, which is a green, red and white striped kit. And then coming off the bench in that fantastic, that fantastic Fluminese strip, we'll have Howard from Jingle All The Way to provide energy in midfield. So there is one crucial element, which we've not included in any other podcast so far, but this is slightly different, a bit of a Christmas twist. George, who is the director of football, so therefore in charge of everything, overseeing everything for this team? Now, we all know that Santa isn't the one that pulls the strings at Christmas. We all know that it's his wife. It's his wife, Mrs. Claus, that pulls the strings at Christmas. She is the one running the show. We all know this. Like... As kids, yeah, we thought Santa was the one, but now we're older. We know that she's the one pulling the strings. She's the one arranging everything. He just goes out and delivers the presents. Yeah. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, ladies, George is single. Um, so <laughs> he was just trying to uh, indict himself to all the women listeners there. <laughs> Got drunk, bought prime. <laughs> 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 I can't believe you just done that. <laughs> I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. Merry Christmas, everyone. You know, these two could make fun of me with their fiancés and everything. But uh... <laughs> No, but for real, Mrs. Claus, as George said, is clearly the one running the show. Yeah. And we all see that now. She's the one pulling the strings, telling people what to do. Behind the scenes, doesn't always get noticed, but we know she's there. Salute to you, Mrs. Claus. Behind every man is a woman rolling her eyes. Except for me. <laughs> He's single. <laughs> That's my you would like to sponsor ruined, George to get a date this Christmas? <laughs> Donate one pound a month. <laughs> that can go towards my Tinder Prime. Or premium. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, well. all that's left to do is name this team so Owen can you please give us the name so we were we were throwing a few names about we had names like uh, 
deck the balls, but we wanted to uh, <laughs> we wanted to try and get it to sound like it was an actual football team. So we've gone with Preston North Pole. Hey. Preston North Pole. They if anyone Preston. doesn't know as well, there is there is a team called Preston North End. <laughs> and also, myself and George went to university in Preston, and yeah. Owen currently works there. There you go. So it's Ta-da. very close to all of our hearts. <laughs> Preston North Pole. <laughs> we just want to say a massive thank you to everybody for listening to this and every other episode of the podcast, but especially this one, the special Christmas edition of Nostalgia FC podcast. A special shout out to our returning guest and temporary co-host, Owen Quilter. Yeah, thank you, Owen. Uh, I'm sure he will be back very soon. Uh, just, again, we we thank everyone who does listen to this podcast and does share it, does like it, whatever. Uh, we do ask anyone that isn't following our socials at the moment to please go and do so on Twitter and on Instagram, both under the uh, handle NostalgiaFCPod. We post pictures, we post updates about the podcast, and we just keep people generally entertained with some random pictures and quotes from the podcast. And to be honest, it, if you don't follow us yet, follow us on Instagram only to see Owen's background and his <laughs> attire in this. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah. I've gone all out. He has gone all out. We did ask him for it and he, he went for it. Much like when he did in the first episode, which you haven't listened to, go back and listen to because it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, the, for the first episode is the reason we brought Owen back for this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so again, thank you very much for listening. We hope this has brought you some Christmas cheer on what has been quite a bleak year. Not intentionally rhyming, apologies. But yeah, we hope you enjoy your Christmas with your families and your friends, or whoever you can see. And we want to wish a very Merry Christmas from all of us at Nostalgia FC Podcast. Yeah, Merry Christmas and stay safe. Well, <laughs> all there's left to say is uh, that was Preston North Pole and what a team it was. What a team it was. I've waited ages to say this. And what a jolly team it was. Hey, how about a nice Christmas surprise at the end of the podcast? Go on. Oh, it's exciting. Ooh. So a lot of people probably tuned out at this point, so it doesn't really matter too much. I have a gift for both of you. Well, it's not so much a gift for you as it is for me. <laughs> so I'm getting married next year as you probably know yeah how about you two be my best men ah uh, you <laughs> oh mate uh, oh, Merry I'm Christmas <laughs> please oh, say I'm yes I'm crying now <laughs> trick <laughs> how about Owen you just yeah. be best man <laughs> I, I would be absolutely <laughs> delighted, mate. Yeah, I'd love to. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
98% of the world is covered by water. Oh, that's the wrong thing. What is it? 70%. How much of the earth is covered by water? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's not 98%. No. <laughs> I, 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 I don't worry. Um, someone Google it quick. Merry Christmas.